opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. My name is Paul Edwards, and we have quite a crowd of us, as a matter of fact, um, in the Tuesday Topics studio, as it were, a studio that is the size of the United States of America, which is kind of exciting. Um, but uh, I am Paul Edwards, and we, we are going to be hearing um, from the voting task force. Um, before we get to them, uh, let me welcome our usual suspects. Um, we have our streamer, Mr. Larry Gassman. Hey, Larry, how are you, sir? I am very good. Glad to be here. Excellent. And Mr. Mr. Rick, who has been uh, under the weather a little. How are you doing, Mr. Rick? I'm doing okay, Paul. Thank you very much. Good. Uh, hi, everybody. Excellent. Welcome, and, voting, uh, voting Task Force. Yeah, and 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 our 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 hand raiser extraordinaire, Miss Marianne. How are you, dear one? I'm well, Paul. It's very nice to be here as usual. Yep. Excellent. And did I hear Brian sneak in? He did. He did. Hey, Brian. Pat. So did Pat. Wow. Just Barely in time did I get in. Yes, you did. <clears throat> it was a near thing. So we we have, um, I guess, four members of the voting task force with us, um, and we'll we'll go around so people can can know their voices first. Um, so we have the person who's going to be taking the lead, and you'll understand what that means in a minute. Miss uh, Connie Sims. Hey, Connie. Hey, Paul. Thanks uh, to having us, Rick and Larry and Marianne. It's it's good to be here. So thanks. That's excellent. And we have Mr. Ray Campbell, our, our illustrious officer. Yes. Uh, good evening, Paul and everybody. Uh, glad to be back here on Tuesday Topics to share uh, something that's near and dear to all of our hearts about ACB governance. So glad to be here. It is. It's, it's going to be exciting. And Mr. Jeff Tom. Hey, Jeff. Good evening. Thank you, Paul, for having us here. We'll try to make this as informative and interesting as we can. I think it should be fun. And I think we have Mr. Patrick Sheehan. Mr. Patrick? Hey, Paul. Can you hear me? You can. Ah, very can. good. Thank you. I know I snuck in right under the wire here. You did uh, sneak in I, right under the wire. And, 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 and you almost didn't because you wanted to watch baseball, I know. Uh, well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But See, when voting comes here. ahead of baseball, it's frightening. Um, I know. Scary stuff. But anyway, yeah. thanks. I would, I would characterize it as stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think we, I think we think that eventually Michael Garrett may join us for a while. So, um, so we have very good representation from the voting task force. So this is an interesting process that, that we on Tuesday topics have to deal with because the voting task force has actually prepared a document, uh, which I am going to read to everybody. And then what I thought would make most sense um, is uh, to uh, hand over to Coney Sims, who will take the lead of deciding exactly how the voting task force wants to handle uh, the way that the components in this document uh, are dealt with. So what I'm going to do is run through the document. And then after that, I'm going to turn it over to Conan. We'll probably <clears throat> um, 
use us in as the core group here, the, the kind of Tuesday topics production crew, um, to provide some initial feedback to the questions we consider, and then open it up for everybody uh, who is out there in task force consideration land to provide input to us. So the voting task force says this. The voting task force is holding community calls to obtain member input on what types of changes in procedure governing ACB business should be considered. This includes discussion and voting on resolutions and constitutional amendments and bylaw proposals that come before the ACB convention, as well as voting on election of officers, directors, and members of the Board of Publications. The, um, there is an intent to focus your thinking to provide the input the voting task force needs. This document is broken into two parts. The first part, referred to as background, generally refers to issues that, although they will have an important impact on your thinking about proposals to be considered by the voting task force, are broader in scope than the concerns that will be specifically addressed by the voting task force. The second part reflects a list of issues that are likely to be addressed by the voting task force and for which your specific recommendations are sought. So the, the background. The following general issues are those that should be considered when providing recommendations to the task force. What types of changes in the convention format may be required with respect to the conduct of our convention business? This might include the decision to have the same convention format as currently utilized or a change to voting virtually only. If we remain hybrid, are there things that should be switched from virtual to hybrid or vice versa? This applies to both sections of this document. Members clearly are concerned with ensuring that convention time is kept within reasonable limits. How do we streamline procedures to ensure this is accomplished? So <clears throat> these are the part two considerations. This is the real stuff. Da, 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 da. These are questions about specific areas of change in our systems of voting and elections and presentation of resolutions and constitution and bylaw amendments on which we are seeking member input. If we remain as things are, should some things be switched from virtual to hybrid or vice versa? What changes should be made in the debate process? Do we need to make modifications to the convention schedule with respect to when elections, resolutions, and constitutional amendments and bylaws are considered. Should additional restrictions be imposed upon the ability to seek a change in the agenda during the middle of the convention? If and when should floor amendments be allowed? Should the person who brings an amendment from the floor go first, presumably in speaking? Should they contact the presiding leadership they are going that they're going to bring an amendment forward should there be 
further restrictions on when record votes need to be taken as opposed to standing or Zoom votes? If so, how, if at all, should changes be made when a record vote is required after a Zoom vote? Should elections still start during opening sessions? Did you find the standing rules confusing this past year? If so, how would you propose to simplify or clarify them? How can you be better informed of what's going on? <clears throat> Should affiliate voting go away? Are there any other areas of the voting process that we have overlooked that can improve the overall efficiency and accuracy of our business processes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of uh, the document. And Ms. Sims, I hope I didn't mutilate it too badly. And having done what I've done, I'll pass it over to you and you can decide where you want to start. Well, thank you, Paul. You did an awesome job going through it. So, um, yeah, so we usually start at um with part two with the considerations with the first question and um i will say you're the first show that we've done except for we've been with the hump day um presidents for a couple of days and i will say that we have not made it through the whole questions yet so hopefully we'll get through all of them tonight um pat is chair or jeff is co-chair do you guys want me to still start it with number one or do we want to mix it up a little bit I don't mind if we mix it up. I think one of the things that we would say, Connie, is just looking at where we are with voting in general. You know, we've got, of course, the resolutions piece. We have the Constitution and bylaws piece. What What do people think about the voting process itself? Do they like the vote now? Soft, you know, software. I think it's gone pretty well. But I think what one of the things we want to try to do is to make sure that we um have a smooth election that it doesn't take us three weeks to get all the voting done we came kind of close to that last year as i remember and uh, i think we want to i think what we're hearing from everybody is that we want things as streamlined as possible so in asking the questions what do you think where do you think we could go to improve the situation what do you all think right. you know that kind of thing and and we've had some interesting um Interesting thoughts, I think, from the from the presidents, and maybe we can weave a few of those in going forward. I, I guess one one way we could start is, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, Jeff I'm gonna, to well, start I, or whatever. Yeah, so I'm going to so, start, and right. I, I'm going to do the elephant in the room that we haven't got to, that everyone's been wanting to talk about, and we haven't let anyone talk about yet, is should the affiliate vote go away? <laughs> Mm. Well, you start. You start off big, don't you? I did. Yeah. I know. I might, yeah. Go, go big or go home. Good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm home. Yeah. There you so, go. So, so let's start out by 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 asking our sort of in group to to respond to that question. So, Brian, should affiliate voting go away? I believe that it is inevitable. It's not an if. It's a how. It can be done. I don't think it can be that it. It's there one year and not the next. There's got to be a lot of uh, process involved in order to make that happen without disenfranchising, especially our special interest affiliates. 
So, so Brian, Brian, let me ask you this question in, in thinking about the audience. Do we have to go back and say why we had the affiliate vote? What, why did it start and what service and, and what purpose did it serve? I think that's kind of important to put it in context. I agree. I think the biggest flip for why I've changed my mind about that well, two things. Back when I was an officer, I had a very serious discussion with our former treasurer and CFO, uh, Jim Olson, about things. And it, it, it has only been in recent years that we've actually announced the difference between the standing vote and the affiliate vote. Um, we used to get just give the combined number mm -hmm. uh, verbally at a convention. But now, if you go back and take a look at recent years, and Jim Olson said this has always been the case, 90 plus percent of the time, if only one of those two methods were used, the outcome would have been the same. So the and, question and then arises, at, go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm just gonna say, just add one sentence, and then I'll go back to you, Brian. If we look at last year's results, um, not only were, were the results of the affiliate and the standing vote virtually the same, but the percentages were virtually the same as well. Exactly, exactly. Go ahead, so Brian. I, I, in answering Pat's question, I don't know that it's as important to lean on the history of the affiliate vote as it is the actual result of the affiliate vote. So I think that if and when this is brought before the membership as a consideration, that you really need to get these numbers so that they're not just, I heard once, or I, I seem to remember that kind of thing. The numbers are in the records. So I think that going back and taking a look at that would really change the opinion of many members uh, in a more positive way toward strictly a one-person, one-vote scenario, along with Larry? explaining how you can be a member of so many affiliates and right. get another one-twenty-fifth of a vote multiple right. times. Larry, should affiliate votes go away? Yeah, I think they will. I, I don't know when, because um, Brian mentioned how, and that's true. It's a difficult situation. It's also a difficult, difficult emotional situation for a lot of people who have been doing this and have been around for years. I've, I've been in tons of organizations, but, but I've never seen voting done like it's done here in ACB. And I've only been here since 2018. So the emotional yep. perspective is not there for me. I think it eventually will go away because for the reasons that were just stated. Yeah. Marianne, should affiliate votes go away? Absolutely. I think they should. And I don't know, you know, the, the, the way that it goes, what, whether it's a constitutional amendment or what it is, um, because I haven't studied our bylaws, but I absolutely think it should go. I think it should be a one person, one vote system. Uh, Rick? Yeah, Paul, I certainly have a lot of opinions on this, but given my status of uh, being an employee of ACB, I don't think it's appropriate for me to, to voice them here, Paul. So I think I'm the only person who's on the other side of, 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 of this equation. 
Um, I do not think affiliate votes should go away. Um, and I don't think it matters what the results are. I think what matters is whether affiliates as organizations feel empowered. Uh, I think that if you join an organization like a special interest affiliate, one of the reasons that you join it is because you believe that you have a role to play in the decision taking of the organization. Most of us in this group are, are members of state affiliates uh, and special interest affiliates. But there are some people um, who are only members of special interest affiliates. Granted, they'll get one man, one vote um, in, 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 in terms of uh, every election. And, and they would certainly feel as though they had some right. But, but, they, but they wouldn't feel, I think, that the element that they represent, that is the, the folks who are interested in computers or the folks who are interested in Braille or libraries, are, are, are being given a fair shot at getting an opportunity to participate. And I also think that there's not enough evidence for me that this organization is ready to change from a confederation into a unitary democracy. By a confederation, I mean that this organization, when it started, was an organization that was a group of state affiliates who were set up to make absolutely certain that the center, the national leadership, wasn't given uh, a, a huge amount of power that would enable it to, uh, to, to exercise control um, without, uh, with, without very much interference from our membership. If we go one man, one vote as the only system that's out there, one of the things that we're doing, which is untried and unknown, is we are going to a system which is giving uh, the, the power of the vote, at least, to bunches of people who have never been to a convention, who have seldom taken very much part in, in the ACB exercise and who may not have the political wisdom to make good decisions about some of the components that are out there. And I know that that is a very, very conservative and probably a, a, a very, um, what's the right word, aristocratic. Elitist, <laughs> yes, that's the right word. That's the right word, an, an elitist attitude. But, but one of the concerns that I really have is that we, we are at a place where ACB has never been before. Prior to the pandemic and prior to the one man, one vote telephone voting system, the folks who made decisions were folks who had invested a lot in ACB by choosing to come to convention and by being there to make decisions. And the affiliate votes, at least to a degree, would, even though it doesn't appear as though they make a difference, could represent a place where, where a greater degree of considered wisdom is likely to be available um, that isn't there before. And I spent so long talking about this because I appear to be in the inner circle, the only, the only guy who's on the other side. Um, so anyway, that's my view. Uh, let me let me let the inner circle have a stab at at um, at at uh, telling me how much crap 
I just spoke. <laughs> <laughs> and and then we'll open it up and get opinions from some other folks. So, so uh, go, go ahead, Jeff. Just get at one thing. I, I think that you are correct that there is a feeling of empowerment uh, among members and leaders of special interest affiliates. But if that's the case, isn't it really a false sense of empowerment? And doesn't it really illustrate deeper problems? And because special interest affiliates, they need, in my opinion, to be able to stand on their reasons for being. And I don't think their reason for being is really to have these delegate votes where everybody pours their votes in. Like, you know, my affiliate, I get 45, 50% when I was president, and that's huge. But yeah. is that really the reason they ought to exist, is to, to take delegate votes every year? Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Jeff. Anybody else in the inner circle? Yeah. One, one, yep, go ahead. Sure, uh, sure, sure, Paul. And, you know, I one of the one point that you made that you made was that um and it's been borne out in the last few years even with universal enfranchisement that um it's really a small percentage of acb's overall membership that is taking advantage of the opportunity to cast uh, a vote now would so so it could be i think very easily argued that the affiliate vote is giving more people a voice. Now, if we didn't have the affiliate vote, would those, would at least some of those who are letting their affiliates know how they wish their vote cast, you know, come around and take, do the individual vote? I think some would. I'm not sure they all would. And, and frankly, I don't, I, I don't know if our percentages of participation are any different than other organizations, um, right. you know, like ours. So, so I think I think that is um, an interesting thing. I think I think also that um, the um, the this this is an example of uh, I I think we all whether we like it or not I think have to accept that ACB is going to change the way it does things and is changing the way that we do things and whether we like that or not it's happening and this is going to be one of the aspects that is going to um i i agree with the others is going to change and and yep you know so whether and but but this is going to be hard and i i think we saw with the whole issue of doing trying to do a, a relatively simple thing like changing the state representations for officers and directors trying to change that around to give a little more flexibility there was a lot of opposition to that and so yeah uh this is gonna it's gonna be a heavy lift but i i do think that um i do think it needs to happen and then you know to bring about i think some other things that probably need to be done to take a look at changing changing our business a little bit right even, other panelists comments the, before we yeah. open it yep go even ahead to the extent uh thank you paul uh ray that we tried to switch the uh the vote from 25 to 50 to to go to a roll call vote last year didn't even make it so this is a much bigger change than that one of the things that i see happening uh you know even with the way programming is being done now 
I, I'm seeing a lot more activity from the uh, special interest affiliates, which I think is great. And so you're going to be competing against um, the state affiliates for those same resources, whether they're going to yeah. be involved at the states, whether they're going to be involved at the special interest affiliates. And in some ways, I'm seeing the special interest affiliates winning because they're putting more attention into their programming, they're getting good speakers, and they have an agenda that they're pushing forward. And so that I think it's it's an interesting competition. But I think, yeah, I think that the states will be vying for the same people to work in this at the state interest, which means states may have to work harder. Panelists. I have a question for Rick, if I could, really quick. Sure. Rick, do you think it would be reasonable to have a question on next year's convention survey or a two-part question? Number one, did you participate in individual voting? And number two, did you inform, were you either a delegate or inform your delegate about the delegate voting? Um, because I, I suspect you'd get about 90% that, that would neither do neither or both. And you'd have very few, but I don't know that. It would be interesting to have the data. I think that's no, very I, pertinent. Yeah, I think I think it is too. But, but I would guess that <clears throat> the numbers would actually would would actually be about the same people people who are who are calling in are almost certainly going to be individually voting in my opinion so so who knows I, if I've that's got right two other things to to toss in here let's take a look Sir. at the reality over time with delegate voting uh yep. need i remind you that uh special interest affiliates uh, have a harder time finding out what their delegation wants them to do than uh, other than the state because when and, you're and really always present always always, always has, have always yeah. has because you're physically probably sitting in your state delegation i mean yeah. you know uh, guide dog user says i'm the only one in my delegation well that's a pretty big affiliate well that's that the way it the used to be <laughs> it, it, well, yes, yeah. it, it, but yeah. i'm saying though that that also created a false sure. uh, concept if you will of the the trueness I, if I, you will of a special interest affiliate right so but I the think other the irony the irony of the situation brian is <laughs> is that whereas in the past uh, the the truth is that special interest affiliates were regarded by everybody as something of a crapshoot, and and in some cases, very much a question of who controlled the special interest affiliate and and on what side were they politically and all, all sorts of crap like that. The fact is, the irony is that now for the first time we are getting what I think are pretty honest affiliate votes, as distinct from what we used to get. Uh, yeah, I, I agree I've with got, you. I, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Uh, like Jeff said, we don't have enough data to to oh, I, back I, this up. I think we, I think we do. I, we I, do? I think we sure. I think we can. Oh. I, I, I think we can. We can go around and ask special interest affiliates what proportion of your members are actually calling in, and are you using that data to determine how you vote? 
And if we the answer can, to both absolutely. of those, but we have if the answer, yeah. But I think, I think what we'd find, what what we'd find is is that for the first time in the history of this organization, special interest affiliate votes represent the interests of those who cared enough to express opinions. So what if on the survey there were uh, more than just the two questions? What if it were? Are you a member? Did you vote as a special affiliate member or a? Uh, um, did you vote? Or how both. did you vote in one of the following? Yeah. Right, and then yeah. and yeah, then yeah. did you vote? Um, well, I think it. You know, I then think the other it, two that would Jeff be mentioned. fun. But but I mean, we could do a survey to the leaders of special interest affiliates and get data back for last year pretty quickly. Every special interest affiliate would have that data. <clears throat> Every, anyway, you, you had another I'm, point, I'm, Brian. So, yes, the other point was there's always been this part of the delegate vote where large affiliates didn't get a one for one or one for 25 uh, way of determining how many votes they had. My friend from California here, how many years did California have? Or many or more Florida. members than they were given yeah. credit for. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yep. So it, it isn't even truly proportional. Now, historically, that was to try to avoid uh, big states overwhelming small states. Right. Uh, right. Because that existed before special interest affiliates uh, existed. In addition to that, um, what would true one person one vote do to that intent that's what i was just going to ask you brian does that mean that florida california the other big states would uh, be able to, to uh, i don't know how many states currently have more than 25 votes or none have 25 votes none 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 None. None. There's a couple that so, have, you know, 20, 20 but, you know, 21. 20, 22, but, something like that, yeah. But, I honestly, um, I honestly, uh, and I know why people would think that large states would have an impact over small states. I understand that. But I honestly have not seen evidence that it exists. For example, when you have a convention in a big state like a Florida yep. or a California, I've never yep. really seen voting patterns that, that illustrate that that has any real impact. Uh, I would agree with that. I would tend to say that, but if I were if I were wanting to argue against it, that's exactly the um, argument yep. I would use, is that the big states are now going to um, really take over the convention because they'll have all the, one person one vote and they have all the votes yeah but it would be interesting to have data to refute that yeah and i jeff i've got a i've got a question for you jeff in mm -hmm. california uh you had those who were there actually and those who were there virtually how did california take into consideration the wants of their members in terms of our do it? our recent convention yes uh-huh 
Well, I mean, when people are there, you try to, you know, go around and, and I don't know how that did it physically last year, um, ex exactly how our delegate did it. Um, but usually we go around and try to talk to each individual and find out how they're going to vote. And then with respect or with respect to people who are either there or on Zoom, they can text or call in or you know or whatever or email and we get votes that way so it's right. a pretty pretty standard operating procedure amongst a lot of big and small affiliates nowadays yeah let me let me ask a question since connie started this whole discussion but and we have other and we have 10 more questions and i know there's yes, hands up yes. so <laughs> you, want, you have any thoughts about what you started <laughs> yeah all right miss sims you represent a relatively small affiliate do you, do you have a problem losing your vote you know i see both sides you know i i'm tossed i i um i i'm not convinced one way or the other you know and i and i think about so what if i guess i think about it is the affiliates we pay membership and then, you know, $5 or whatever goes to ACB for your membership. So mm -hmm. what's that incentive for um, members to be part of the ACB or to your affiliate if you're not, you know, if you're not going to be able to have that affiliate vote? I mean, I think yeah. that's part of it, especially with the smaller affiliates. I, I feel like that might be an op thing is... Yeah. Um, what's that going to be a why is it going to be an incentive i think that's a good think that's a good point miss marianne you have sorry area code 614 you may sounds unmute. like missouri somewhere no it's Where ohio paul i thought you knew your area codes better than that i guess not <laughs> <laughs> This is Shirley, and boy, I, I've been I've been waiting for this one. In fact, I actually <laughs> thought about getting people together and trying to do a resolution on this topic <laughs> or something. Find out what it would take to change the Constitution. I know it can't be a resolution, but anyway, I really think we need to get rid of this affiliate vote, um, particularly now that every member now i know there's questions of course another side of the coin as to whether people who aren't at a convention should be allowed to vote um but i think every member you know every dues paying member should have a right to vote and as long as we're going to do that i think the time and energy and everything else spent on these affiliate votes is kind of nuts um and you know to continue to do that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not concerned about the states or the smaller states or whatever, but if every person gets their own vote, it shouldn't matter how many of them are from California or Florida or whatever, as long as every person has a right to vote. Um, and as far as people feeling that they're not getting, you know, any options or any rights being part of an affiliate, 
you know, that, that shouldn't really be the reason for joining for an affiliate yep. boat. The affiliates have a lot of other things that they should yep. be doing, hopefully, uh, to keep members active and busy. And, you know, whether they have an affiliate vote or not um, shouldn't really make any difference. They, they still have a right to have their own, you know, uh, one personal vote, and there should be enough activities, like I said, that the affiliates are doing to, to give people an incentive to join. It shouldn't be for an affiliate vote. Now, Shirley, so you've that's had an my opinion. You've had an opportunity to operate in two states, in, in Ohio and in Florida. Did you see any difference between the two in terms of the general attitudes that you heard towards this issue? No, I really, I really haven't heard people speak about it that much, to be honest with you. This is just solely my opinion, and I haven't heard people in, the, in either organization talk that much about it. We're getting ready to have an Ohio convention, and you know, maybe people will start talking about it more. I don't know. But David's so far, I haven't really out. heard that cool. much. Shirley, thank you a lot for your call. Well, thank you very much for having this topic. I just had to be here for it. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. And Thanks. you know, this, this is going to filter Jeff, down to the ahead. states. This yep. is going to filter yep. down to the states because so many states have the same type of voting procedures, basically, that the national does. So, you know, we're going to have to look yeah. at that at our affiliate level. Well, I, I think that's I think that's right, unless you live in Florida, where our voting system is just so strange. Oh yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Leave it to leave it to Florida. I'm going to throw in another. In our state, individual members don't have a vote. Oh, there you go. No, only affiliates do. Only chapters. We have Anisio. Anisio Correa. Hi, thank you. Speaking of Florida, Paul. Well, I'm so. I'm so glad that you discuss discussing this topic, uh, especially uh, this particular one about the voting. So as a relatively newcomer, I don't have to ACB. I don't have the this emotional attachment to, to, <laughs> to this voting. I mean, all I can see is how cumbersome it was last year as a, as a, um, yep. as an executive in the, in the, uh, in the um, Asian and, and vision loss, um, Alliance on Asian Vision Loss, gathering the votes, you know, not only gathering the votes, but participating in Zoom calls with members where they yeah, would ask yeah, me, yeah. what did I think, right? Which, you know, I had my own vote. So, I mean, this discussion, especially what uh, lately is uh, the, the, the latest topic about the bigger states versus small states, it reminds me of the Electoral College, right? Yes. Which people don't <laughs> yeah. understand. It, it does. Exactly. That's the same discussion. And and exactly. I hope I hope the change here is going to be a lot easier than the the uh, abolishing the Electoral College, which I don't know if ever will ever happen. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. But yeah, I, I, I just happen don't. In our lifetime. I just don't understand it. The fact that we have one vote, one person, everybody can vote. And I agree with Shirley. I mean, there are so many reasons to join a, a special interest affiliate, you know, and we're doing so much at the Alliance on Aging in terms of advocacy, training and all types no of stuff. That's mm -hmm. the reason to, yeah. to join, not because yeah. we 
we can have five more votes or ten more votes. <laughs> Which are gonna, and, as we think, yes, you, thank reflect you. the same you. status we had before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to throw in a question here to the committee. Is yep. the reason this is on the discussion is a matter of uh, reducing the time it takes to do a vote? And if yes. that's the case, <laughs> is there some reason why we can simply change how the affiliates put in their votes instead of a roll call that that during the same time that the individual votes are calculated, that the affiliate votes are calculated as well and simply reported out the same way the individual vote is. So we actually had a little discussion on Yes, this. we have. Yes, we <laughs> and boy, did we get some pushback on that. Oh, yeah. Um, we did. Number one, transparency was a big issue. People like to hear either just because they like to hear it or because they feel it's important to hear it, uh, how their delegates are voting. And number two, there is some concern that if we have a different uh, procedure, such as the one you're talking about, it may not actually prove to be 100% uh, accurate. So we got a lot of pushback on that. Though, I, though it makes sense to me, Brian, and and I suspect it makes sense to some of the committee members. I mean, it would it would it would certainly obviate um, the amount of time that's taken in in convention. Yeah, so no, it, no it, it's it's a worthwhile question. Yep, Miss Marianne, Ralph, all right, good, man. good discussion. Uh, to open a uh, Pandora's box. Let's say that I'm a member of four affiliates and my total dues are $45 a year. Okay. So now for, in order for me to save money, which is always a big issue with ACB, why don't I just pay dues for one organization, get the same benefit that I would have anyway, and just pay, you know, $10 to ACB, well, $5 to ACB. I don't need to join a special interest group or a state affiliate. I'm going to get the same benefits just from paying ACB. Member at large. Going to be one, yeah, member at large. large, one vote, one person. Yeah, I can avoid all this other stuff. We should so are you, yeah, are you telling me, let me fire a question back. Are you telling me that the only reason you are in Braille Revival League is because of that delegate vote, that you don't care about Braille and all the things that is attached to it? No, I'm not. I'm not telling you that. I'm giving you the, the, um, the devil's advocate side yeah, of it. Kind yes, of. and and besides, you know, as we as was previously stated, you know, with the current membership of ACB, the percentage of people who actually voted, whether vote now or in person or, you know, whatever, it was very small. I mean, that's the bottom line. It was. So, I don't know if taking away the affiliate votes would <clears throat> help that or not. I don't know if it would increase people's participation or not. I don't think so. So anyway, that's, I, that's my point, but, uh, I don't know. No, it's a good question. And I, I, uh, yeah, I, well, I was being as rhetorical with my question because I knew that's not why you were a member, by the way. Right, I knew that. I 
but I, but I but I think it's an interesting question. It is. Would it, would it people, if if there were no votes, revert to the lowest common denominator and simply join as a member at large? And how much would that cost ACB? I don't and, think and so. I I I don't I don't know. I don't I, think so. You know if. If we suddenly put emphasis on national membership and offered a few more benefits <clears throat> and and made it made it more relevant for people to be members at large, I suspect there are a lot of folks who would who, who are beginning now to perceive their their allegiance to things like community and national far more than they do to affiliates anymore. Okay, well, community now there you have a, that's that's a question. Um, without community, I would say I don't think so. I think people would continue to join right. state, other state, and, and special interest affiliates. With community in the mix, I, I'd still lean toward I don't think so, but it does muddy it a little bit. It does. Yep, Miss Marianne, Janine Lee. Yep. Hey guys. Hi. Okay, so hey, I, hi, 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 everybody. So I, again, I have not been in the American Council of Blind as long as everybody else. And I was not as involved in voting until the past two years. Like I didn't jump in, but I thought this year was awesome. And I'm a member of multiple states and multiple affiliates. I I have I, I have the pleasure or of being a member of Florida, which is one of the bigger ones. And then I'm also involved in a couple affiliates that are rather large, like um, Diabetics in Action, Next Generation, Blind Pride International. So I did not join them just for my votes, but I do think the voting process of being able to text my representative for my affiliate, I think that's cool listening to the roll call. Now, I have not been to an in-person national convention. I have been to in-person Florida conventions, and I don't like that my vote as one person does not count. I, I don't like that at all, but that's how we are. So um, I love that one person, one vote through the thing. But then again, since I'm a member of multiple affiliates, I get to vote multiple times if I choose to. So I guess if someone wanted to stack things, they could join all 40 states, 50 states, plus all the affiliates and vote all those ways. But I think there are some people that are in affiliates that are just in affiliates and are just not interested in states. Um, that's not me. I, I just know there's some other people that their only form of being a member of American Council of the Blind is being in an affiliate because they don't know anything about the other chapters and things. Like I only knew about Florida Council um, because of a postcard, but I'm different. So I agree with Paul and I think that we should keep the affiliate votes, but I also see um, the point of taking them away and they have time, but I have um, you know, why do we have to do elections during convention? Why couldn't we have like an election week instead of convention, like 
because convention, we have all these other topics and all these other things. Like maybe we could just do a virtual election. Okay. There you go. That's another suggestion. Interesting thought there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Would, and would, uh, would, would the, would the committee be, be minded to comment on Janine's suggestion that, that, that what we ought to do perhaps is, is take some of the business that we do during convention and, and there's, because there's nothing that precludes us from holding two mm-hmm. or three or four or five business meetings a year if we choose. So I just want to, I just want to, I just want to comment on that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so my thoughts, and, and this is goes to another question that we haven't got to, um, I brought up that doing resolutions maybe a couple times a, week, a year. So like say maybe um, at leadership and then, um, you know, it could be you know two different times. It'd be a spring and fall or something. And I could see maybe that's what we do is in, include elections with that, with the resolutions and constitution and bylaws. I mean, maybe that's what we all do because I that was one of the things that we talked about was mm-hmm. do we change the resolutions to a couple times a year to help that process and then move it um so i don't know maybe that's an maybe that's an option and and then on the president's call there was a fair amount of support for that that's all i want to add and then the other thing now i will tell you that my thoughts just having been around this organization as long as i have um i think actually doing resolutions at say DC leadership and at around convention time makes a whole lot of sense because there there are topics that we may want to put resolutions out on that happen throughout the year that um, you know maybe there's some big appropriation that we want to support or some uh, maybe maybe Congress just maybe somebody introduces a bill in February to increase the older blind. Uh, amount of money by like to triple the older blind uh, monies. We certainly don't want to wait till convention to have to uh, adopt a resolution on that. Um, yeah, but so, we, we could do board resolutions, though. Yeah, we can. We can, and uh, and certainly could do that. Um, but I think the I, I do I do kind of think because I think of the convention as kind of our annual meeting, so to speak, and so. I do kind of like the idea. Uh, I don't think resolution, or excuse me, elections have to be during the what we're now calling the hybrid part of the, the convention, convention necessarily. Yeah. yeah, but I also think that, um, but I also think they need to be done in that time of the year, along with constitution and bylaw sure. because those are the kinds of things you do at an annual meeting um, and stuff. So. Um, <laughs> But um, it's um, the idea of a, you know, the, the one of the things that maybe we, we need to think about is similar to what we did this year where we had that week of virtual activities that maybe that's kind of our business week. And then we, we all come to convention and we, have, we get to have one of the things it would do is give us the opportunity to have more programming more educational opportunities and stuff like that i think that i think there's definitely some merit to that kind of of idea and it's definitely something that uh 
in talking about switching our business around, as Connie stated, it is something that we definitely have been thinking about. Mr. Vice and, President, and I, I yeah, we are twenty minutes to into the program. On that. So with yeah. with leadership, I thought, okay, so um, I, I guess I'd like some clarification. Like, I'm good with you know resolutions. I love it. I I love that we did it this year. It was so great, and Miss Deb did a really great job running them, and so did you. Um, but um, I, I thought I'm glad you was, think I did. <laughs> I, I do think you did. I do think the way that you took the calls and you went back and forth. I, I, I do think you did. Well, I do. Um, but so I, I thought leadership, the leadership was for us to go and learn things and learn about our imperatives and then go and talk to Congress and and fight for our initiatives. Now, I, that's fine right. if we want to make it more of a businessy meeting, um, but maybe make it a little longer. But if our, if the point of convention is a business meeting, then okay, cool. Like I I just kind of want a point of explanation. Maybe I thought convention was our one time of year to get together to get to meet people and be together once a year, and then, um, yeah. Please help me out here because I don't understand and I I really want this process to go quicker because everyone's like, oh, this is taking so long. Yep, 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 like, yep. But, we, we hear yeah. you, dear one, and we're going and we're gonna have to move on. Does anybody want to respond yes. to Denise's issue? Well, yep. we're, we're, it's a good it's a legitimate comment. I, I think for purposes of this meeting, we're just sort of you know blue sky, you know, taking a look Correct. at all the possibilities that are out there for the future so you know your comment is is as legitimate as any other uh Absolutely. but don't worry about the ultimate outcome at this point we're just sort of thinking through everything are we doing with hands brainstorming <laughs> we have a lot of hands yeah, yeah. we have lots of hands so yes, I, I still think we have a few hands with regard to uh with with regard to the 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 affiliate vote so let's take those quickly miss marianne we have melody okay i try yep. to be quick and i i did wonder why in the past we hadn't had questions concerning voting during the survey and didn't know who to ask mine readers um i noticed that as a a member in good standing who last year paid dues for seven special interest affiliates plus my state affiliate plus as an individual member i had difficulty keeping up with voting for multiple <laughs> positions and multiple oh, uh, <laughs> amendments and bylaws as being forced to vote virtually um, or to attend a convention virtually with environmental distractions and additional disabilities I know I'm not the only member who has this issue, so I definitely see both sides and lean more toward getting rid of the affiliate vote because of this. Thank you. It was just overwhelming. Thank, thank you, Melody. Thanks, Melody. Yeah. Melody, um, excuse me. Um, Miss Marianne? Jean? Jean Man? Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm I'm not a fan of the electoral college either. So, <laughs> and, I, I, <laughs> and I I I would I, I guess I would I'm more in favor of of getting rid of the affiliate vote. What I find interesting though is we are probably more um, representative represented by the affiliate vote now than we used to be because if you think about it. Um, up until a few years ago, the only people who voted were people at convention, and we didn't 
know what resolutions were going to come up. We didn't know what constitution amendments were going to come up. We didn't know always who was going to run for the board positions until we got to convention. So there really wasn't any way of, um, of checking with people who didn't come to convention. It was up to the people who were there to make the decisions. So it was very, you know, in some cases, a very small part of your affiliate that made the decisions for you. Um, Having said that, I don't know what it's like in other states, but I've been the delegate or the alternate since we started um, the hybrid conventions. And we are lucky if we, between who's at convention and who calls in, if one-tenth of our membership actually votes unless they're voting and they're not telling us. And I don't think that's the case. I think pretty much everybody who is actually using vote now lets us know how they're voting. So um, I'm not, somebody made a comment. I don't even remember what the comment was now because you guys have made so many, but um, I, I, I'm not sure how many of our, our members are actually voting. I think somebody said it was a very small, small group compared to how many members we have. Um, at, at the other end of the spectrum, we have an organization like the Braille Revival League, where we had something like 45 to 50 percent of our members actually um, call in votes. Yeah, well, I ALL is, is similar. To, I think to part of that yeah. is because um, maybe a lot of uh, those people um, belong to state affiliates and were actually at convention. I don't uh, know. Could be. No, I don't I know. Don't, I, I don't think so. No, I, I think, but but. I think special interest affiliates just did a better job of pushing for it than state affiliates did. Well, that's that's always a possibility well, too. And I will tell, and I'll tell you, um, uh, Gene, while you're correct, um, I I know that you know since we've had ACB radio, at least when I was a delegate for my state, um, I made sure that people knew if they wanted to provide some input how to how to reach me at convention. Yeah, right. and we did that exactly. too. You know, we and did that. I did, and then nobody ever did. Right. So, right. You know. So I don't know. Um, there was something else. Oh, um, somebody mentioned uh, ACB community. You have to remember that not everybody who is involved in ACB community is a member. So um, they were talking about members at large and ACB community and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to be a member to be in ACB community. No. Um, also, right. also, um, you mentioned that this is going to come down to the states, and it is because. In New York, we we have um, individual and and chapter votes, and we we have people who belong to you know all kinds of affiliates and pay dues for everyone and don't care because we charge everybody the same amount of dues. But we also have people who are complaining because they think they should only have to pay state and national dues once, and you know yep. we t- yep. we tell them that the reason that they pay more is because their affiliate vote counts. You know, that's, they're part of a, the affiliate. That's, so that that's is, an that old. Is, that's an old issue, Miss yep. Jean. You're right. Yep. And, so. and and nobody's fixed it. No, and I don't know how to fix it. And I'm the membership chair. And I said, when <laughs> I start to have to keep all kinds of records for this stuff, I'm I'm resigning. <laughs> so, <laughs> Miss Jean, thank you for your call. Okay. We have Paul Lewis. Thank you, and hi, Marianne. Hello, Paul. Um. I uh, support the uh, one man, uh, one person uh, vote. I think uh, I had a number of issues to uh, in my mind. Some of them have been covered. I think uh, there was a mention about 
of the lack of participation in the voting. I think part of that has to, with the ambivalence towards that, has to do with the fact that there's so many uncontested elections for the officers. Uh, there's nothing that you can really do about that. If nobody wants to run, they're not going to run. But the fact that nobody is running, uh, that people are running uncontested, it doesn't really gather a lot of uh, people who may want to participate in the the voting. There seems to be more activity with constitution and bylaws and the resolutions as those things become more active. Um, I do feel that with the affiliate, uh, with all the different affiliate votes, uh, that the fact that you can be a member of multiple states, and you, um, I currently belong to five national special interests. That means I'm getting a chance to vote uh, seven times during the event. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's uh, that's certainly, you know. Uh, it's just awkward and uh, there are ways to fix that. As far as the point that Gene brought up, uh, we have some very brilliant people in the technology end uh, and it would take a, a lot of effort, um, but there are ways that you can um, do some sort of uh, tracking uh by uh, seeing once one person paid with a certain ID number, however you wanted to determine that, to see that they would only be paying once. But again, then you have to look at the loss of income that uh, not only in the national organization, but all the uh, the state affiliates as yeah, well. Yep. Uh, so yep. there's trade, uh, there are trade-offs in everything uh, that you're doing. So, um, but I, one last point is, I also think it's disrespectful to, if you did go to one person, one vote, that people will, you have to respect people will make uh, their own choices. And because they're the leader or the leadership of an organization says, I support this candidate or, the, or I uh, uh, approve or disapprove of this resolution, that the general membership of an affiliate is going to follow each you have to respect the fact that everybody in a one person one vote will make uh, their choice uh in a judicial and uh a fair way yeah you i know? hope i hope they would paul yep. right thank you sir you're welcome we have larry johnson I'm going to change. Johnson, hey, sir. hey, how you doing? I'm going to change the conversation just slightly. Uh, the reason I join affiliates is not because it gives me another one tenth of one percent vote. The reason I join affiliates is because I believe in their purposes, their mission, their cause, if you will. What I would like to see happen, and I think it would. Uh, it will allow for an easier transition away from the affiliate vote. And that is, I would like to see the affiliate have more voice 
and more participation in policymaking at the board level. I'd like to see there be something like maybe uh, an affiliate advisory committee of all the presidents of the special affiliates and have them meet on a regular basis with the executive committee of the board and listen to the concerns and the recommendations because the people who belong to the affiliates, generally speaking, are much more passionate about certain issues and policies than the general membership at large. Larry, that's an excellent point. In fact, right. it is beginning, and I say beginning, to happen. Let me just give you a couple of illustrations. Last year, Dan, when he was still president, I guess maybe it's been a year and a half or so now, began a special interest circle calls uh, made up of uh, him and the special interest affiliates. Um, on the steering committees, um, for example, there are certain, on the advocacy steering committee, which I chair, there are a couple of um, entities that are represented on that. Uh, Doug, for example, as president of AAVL is on our steering committee. And and granted, that's just the tip of the iceberg, but I think we're starting to head in that direction, albeit slowly. But another option, um, if we were transitioning away from affiliate votes, what would happen if we decided that that one or two board members were elected by affiliates only. Interesting option. Yeah, I think if the affiliates were to feel that they had more voice and uh, expression at the national level, there would be less sense of, of, uh, of urgency that individual members of the affiliates should be able to vote because it's not just you know the national issues that matter that are decided at the national level it's the affiliate issues the special interest issues that really matter and significantly <clears throat> matter to the members of affiliate groups yep larry thank you for your call sir thank you Yep. We have Sheila. Sheila. Hi, everybody. Hi, there. Hey, Sheila. Hey. All right. I am 100% in favor of doing away with the affiliate vote because I will tell you that in the past couple of years since we've done vote now, um, I probably got hmm, 30 votes out of our 600 members for the affiliate vote. And I don't feel that represents our state, but my concern is special interest affiliates. I belong to several. And if we do away with the affiliate vote, what's gonna happen to their vote? That's, that's my question. What will happen because you know, I belong to Lua and Real Revival League and CCLVI. And what, I mean, what happens to their affiliate vote? Will we all get a vote in those areas or how does that work? Well, I, I don't think I understand your question. So if we do away with the affiliate vote. Right. 
does that that affects the special interest affiliates? Sure. So they just how? wouldn't have a vote anymore. Okay, no. that's that's what so, I thought. Well, and and each each member would be one person, one vote of. And 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 you'd only be able to vote once in in every election. And, and, and of course, and that we would almost be um, the affiliates. Then, in many ways, not that this is a a bad thing necessarily, but would almost be like the divisions in the other organization. One of the unique things about ACB has been that we do give our special interest affiliates and state affiliates the right to the the power to have the affiliate vote. Now, I know what it was done. It's done. It was done to represent the folks back home, and but, now that we're doing one person one vote that you know the vote now and with the hybrid and all that um but of course yeah. an, another way to handle the whole issue is we have enough technology to know how many people each person is a member of and we could simply tell vote now that each person who had an individual vote had a vote for each of the affiliates they're a member of therefore if i'm a member of eight affiliates i have eight votes and when i vote it counts eight votes well, that's that's a good option if it can be handled that way. So, uh, uh, you know, well, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm uh, my concern uh, is my concern is my special interest affiliates will not get the votes that I would cast because right. I'm only casting one vote. Yeah. Well, but, neither and, would your state. Nobody would. It would nobody just would. be your vote. Right. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. That was what I was saying earlier. The yeah. states, you, the states aren't going to get the votes either. So everyone right. thinks yeah. about the special interest, but the states aren't going to get the votes either. Right. Nope. And, and that was, I mean, that was the whole reason why things happened, why there were two kinds of votes to begin with, because the, 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 uh, initially this organization wanted states to be able to tell national what to do. Um, rather rather than allowing national to control anything or everything and i i i mean i guess my concern is what upsets me is i only get 30 people to tell me who they want to vote for in a national election i and think that's interesting that that you have so few sheila i well yep. i think it's sad but it is sad but anyway all right I'm thank glad you guys I called I'm glad I called her, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Sheila. Then, then are you going to say that one person, one vote is is going to represent a national perspective for what the leadership wants? Maybe not. I don't think you can. I don't oh, think I, you can say I, that. I think, I think you can say that. Uh, you can say yeah. it, but I don't think there's any oh, data I think to it, back I, it up. I, oh. I, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think I can. I, I but mean, there I, are a lot of national organizations that yeah. aren't there that have one, each member gets a vote and they, you know, a lot of organizations do it by, you know, some do it by proxy. I mean, yep. you know, yep. so uh, point, yeah. your, your point is well taken. I mean, we are, we are, we are an aberration. There's no question of that. There are. Well, and there yep. are also national organizations where they collect dues once and then the national floats money down to its local or whatever affiliates they have. It's totally different yes. membership structure. It, it is. And, and, and if, if we look at such organizations, 
I think I think we can demonstrate that there's a lot more emphasis on what they're doing nationally than there is at what's happening locally. Uh, I'm sure you're right on some. I'm not sure you're right on all of them, but on some, I'm sure that's a legitimate point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Miss Marianne. Area code nine five one three with ending three four two. You may unmute. You are still muted. Come on, Southern California. Let's hear you. Okay, well, we have um, Nora. Hey, Ms. Nora. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, hi. Um, hi. Uh, in my opinion, I would say do away with the affiliate vote only because of the, the time assumption. I mean, yeah, consumption, and uh, and that's pretty much all I can say about that. And and I know, uh, I know there's negative parts to it, but like you say, about the uh, time element. So thank you very much. Thank you very I much. I think it. that's a very good point, and thank you, Miss Nora. You're welcome. Thank you. Miss mm -hmm. Marianne. We have, uh, I think, nine five one is unmuted now. Hello, Hello. Southern California. They're still muted. They were. They they had yeah. unmuted. <laughs> they, now they're back. I can see they're muted. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Um, Sharon? Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Yep, we can. Yep. Yes, okay. Um, I've been an alternate and a delegate uh, different times, and I'm not convinced that the affiliate vote has really done that much. From what I could see, the people who voted individually are the one the very same ones who called into me for their affiliate yeah. vote? I am I, I think so interested too. in the in the con the um the thought though that you had I think it was Paul of if the technology would allow it uh, having vote now cast let's say seven votes or whatever it is I don't know if that would help anything I'm I'm not really sure but if it would make people feel better it would be certainly less unwieldy. And um, yeah, it yeah, could also I, represent a wonderful rep, um, revenue stream for a special interest affiliate. Absolutely. And, <laughs> I, and you know, I, I, I totally agree with what Larry was saying that um, special interest affiliates <laughs> in particular are ones that are for a particular interest. And we don't get in there to get a, a, a vote, you know. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. We have Carla. Hayes? Miss Carla. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can, Miss McMurray. Okay, I am <laughs> going to um, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I do not think we should get rid of the affiliate vote um, because I think it gives us a series of checks and balances. And it also, um, and especially, you know, if you have affiliates that still caucus, okay, and they can, uh, when they caucus, their membership becomes more informed. And there are certain issues, especially when you're talking resolutions and bylaw changes. There are certain ones that are, say, very, um, a very interest, a, a, a specific interest to say bits or the Braille Revival League. Um, and um, I think that taking this away would be taking away, A, some checks and balances, and B, um, you know, an affiliate's 
um, way of um, of influencing um, what's important to them. And I don't think it would be a good idea if somebody's in multiple affiliates to give them multiple votes because you're already <laughs> setting up a system of haves and have nots because not everybody can afford to pay dues to, you know, so it would become the rich versus, uh, you know, the, the haves versus the don't haves. So I think, I think you, raise, you raise a very good raise point. Ms. Carla, Hayes. let me throw good a question point. at you, though. Um, sure. What? what even if, if we didn't have the affiliate vote, what's to stop affiliates from getting their membership together to discuss resolutions, answer questions? I mean, nothing's stopping affiliates from doing that, is it? No, they wouldn't stop it, but I think it would take away some of the impetus to do it and some of the, the power, some of the incentive mm -hmm. to do it. And I think an affiliate vote is it's a measure of democracy. It is a check and balance. I think we could figure out more efficient ways to do it. Um, you know, I yeah. can't say that, mm -hmm. but I, I really think, and um, I think it's really important that we do that. And I would like to see us have the election portion of it be more of the um, the the virtual thing, because when you when you go to a, a new city or even a city that you visited before, you don't spend thousands of dollars or whatever it is to go and sit around and I and nay all day. You want to spend time in the exhibit hall. You want to do tours. I mean, there's so much more to ACB than sitting around and eyeing and neighing all day. And since we don't have to sit around and eye and neigh all day anymore um, because we have the virtual, I don't think there's any reason why we should um, change our democracy. You know, I, I think we can I think we could have it all, but just do it more efficiently. And I think we have to be careful not to throw out the baby with the water. We get rid of the affiliate votes. There's some real consequences. It's going to start um, 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 resembling that other organization where it's more dictatorial and there are divisions, but the affiliates don't have any pool and there's not the incentive. So I think we really ought to look long and hard at this. It, it's sort of scaring me a little bit. So that's just what I'm going to say. And I'm not just saying this because I've been in ACB for years and this is the way it's always done. It was always done because there were good reasons for it to be done. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I just want to say I'm concerned. And I think we really need to think this thing through. And I'm really that's, grateful that's, for you that's all. That's why we're having these presentations, Carla, yes, so I'm we can very, think it through. And I'm very, very grateful to you folks for fielding this discussion and giving us a voice and giving us the opportunity to, you know, to, um, to, um, debate this and to yep. talk about it thank well, you so yeah. much. thank you miss hayes thank you for your for your input miss marianne jamaica miller i'm still totally confused about what the options mean about the one vote or the about the affiliate going away so yeah um, well we, just... we, we weren't saying the affiliate would ever go away miss jamaica we're, we were just saying that we wouldn't have the affiliate votes certainly anymore at, at the national elections but instead you just you just vote on each issue once when you got your vote now vote okay thank you you're welcome miss marianne um alice richard boy george is checking in i'm i'm with carla i'm i'm gonna take the 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 view of 
I think we should keep the affiliate votes. And I, I just feel like, like what she said, it's democracy. And we seem to be trying to move away from that. And I'm not sure why, but it, it's frustrating because it seems like we're moving to the, well, let's just give the power to the board. The board will do everything and the membership no longer has a say. How does one person, one vote do that? Well, you just said a while ago and admitted that, that or somebody did, I, well, it was Sheila when she said they have 600 members and only three, there are only 30 of them voted. No, 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 only 30 of them called her to tell her how she wanted only the 30 did to the vote. Affiliate yeah. 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 She, she, I think she was, I, think it, I don't, I don't think any of us know, uh, at least I don't, uh, and I don't know if we can do vote now analysis, but I don't think any of us know where the vote now votes came from i think it's I just, interesting I, you oh, know, sorry, the Alice. special interest affiliates i i just i think doing away with it i it, it just my opinion i just think it's a bad idea i think like i said to me it seems that we're doing a power shift and and taking away you know and it maybe not my individual vote, but it takes away votes because special interest affiliates often, wow, and I know that for a fact, don't always vote the way I want, but but it's, a, you know, fact so you can change that vote. one too. Miss Alice, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. I think Thanks, it's interesting Alice. that some people feel we are being more democratic to take away the affiliate vote, and some people right. feel we are being less democratic. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not right. taking a position. I just think it's very interesting. It is we interesting. All have, we all come from different perspectives on how we yep. view things. But if, yep. we, if we also find out, Jeff, that the affiliate vote mirrors the individual vote, then what have we gained? Through the yeah, no, I, I hear that. Yeah, too. but 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 I, I I guess I guess my concern. I mean, we we know there have been. I think Brian, we decided there have been two instances where, where, where there was a di where where the the two votes were were different, i.e., where the results were were different between affiliates, but only two out of what how many hundred, so it certainly isn't very many, but but I don't know that that should should be an issue for us, because what's happened in the past doesn't necessarily mirror what will happen in the future. Yeah. No, but you have to, to some degree, <clears throat> educate yourself. You know, people who don't learn from the past are destined to repeat it, right? Oh, dear. Old adage. So be a little, little cautious about that. I think this has been a fascinating discussion. And again, I think if the reason for considering modifying the delegate vote is to save time. And I think that's a legitimate reason that the committee and the organization ought to consider a different way to collect the delegate vote that isn't so time consuming. Or, I, it might or do other things like, for example, uh, the priority voting where all the board of directors are elected on one ballot which of course met with horrendous opposition morality voting yeah so right so we are going to have to tackle 
the issue of the time it takes under the one man one vote uh system in, in our well let me rephrase that we're going to have to tackle the issue of the extra time it takes under our new convention system and brian is absolutely right now how we're going to do it i don't know but we're going to have to work on it because at some point we're going to have a crisis in terms of getting through our business and it's going to make everybody irrit irritated and irritable or whatever I think, Jeff, I think that, yes, if we had gone to three weeks last year, which we came pretty close to, uh, we would have, people would have been really upset. And that was only, that, and that was with 15 resolutions. And so if what we, would happen if you had 25 resolutions? We, the year before we had 20 something. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I never had less than 35 when I was chair. Yeah, me. Yeah, I know you wrote 10 of them. <laughs> I did not. That's not true. Oh, oh pretty close. <laughs> but Brian did help you with some of those. Yeah, that's I also I, true. I, I take full credit. <laughs> so, Connie, so, I'm really curious. There's all these other questions. Yes. Um, and well, I, I'm thinking. Had I'm thinking we'll invite more. them back, Brian. Oh, I think I mean, we're going to need to. Oh, yeah. I've already I already sent an email to the voting task force <laughs> saying we got to take this in a separate presentation <laughs> because it's just a lot of discussion around it. You know, like yeah, I said, I, though, I, you know, we've been at the hump day for two times and we're going back a third time. And I don't think we're going to get through all of them in three times. So. You know, they're yeah. going to ask, though, the presidents will now say, since you tackled well, you, question 10 with, you know, Paul. Yeah. So yeah. They got to so, want at it. <laughs> I've been, so, I've been so, pretty stickler. <laughs> if you were picking so the I, second one, what would it be for tonight? So if we go back to the issue of doing resolutions more than once per year, and I could combine that with another small change that has been floated, and we can talk about both of them. And that is what do people think of at the time the final version of the resolution is float before convention is floated that that the committee prepare a summary of the arguments pro and con just a brief summary and send that out to the members and have it go over the you know convention um you know media channel uh at the same time so that do people think that would help to potentially in uh decrease debate because people would understand resolutions more so so let's do the inner circle first um and jeff since you raised these why don't why don't you take the questions apart and ask the inner circle first and then and then we'll open it okay whatever you want to do uh let's let's uh we, we can talk on both of them or, or if one of them but yeah okay either way you want to handle it paul all right so um brian you can start we have two issues to yeah, to me it only makes sense for us to take what is grown totally out of reason the length of our convention by dividing it up in some fashion either you've got to stop doing what you're doing or you've got to slice and dice a little bit so resolutions twice a year i love that idea um i think that we learned quite a bit on how we dealt with debating those resolutions 
Um, and when I get my voters pamphlet here, I do get a summary written by those for and those against each issue. So if a process can be done where a resolution is submitted by somebody, they can write an argument in favor. And if there are people during the uh, open mic kind of conversations who want to do a an opposition description, go for it. I, th I think that both of those are good ideas. Mm -hmm. Rick? Mm. Uh, did you call Ray? Yeah, you meant Ray. No, I called Rick. Okay. I, okay, think I, he, he's, I think he's um, declining to he's talk. Accused he's accused himself. Right. He's, he's a decline to state. Because <laughs> he's... All right, so, Marianne. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think splitting the, um, I think split, I would be all in favor of splitting it. And I also think if you're going to write um, pros and cons, I would encourage people as they're listening to it to consider not raising their hand to debate if the points have already been mentioned here. Like, I, I think one of the things that gets so discouraging is that you have hands that go up and they're the same thing. People are just saying the same things, they're recycling, and it takes so much dang time. So not that it would stop it, but it might encourage people if you say, you know, if, if you're reading this and you see something, if this is your point, refrain from raising your hand during debate time. Uh, Mr. Larry. I am a communications person. That's what I got my degree in. And so I, I've always said you, you can never not communicate. If you, can, if you can say it, say it again and again and again. And I think uh, there's a lot of merit to what Jeff has brought forth, especially with regard to the, the, the resolutions, doing them a couple times a year. Our biggest problem is not so much the debate, although sometimes that goes a long way, but it's the the questions or comments that are brought forth when people raise their hand that are not specific necessarily to the debate. debate. There are some, not all, but there are some people when they raise their hand are interested in being on stage right. and, and in front of people. Right. Uh, I I want to hear what's what's important to the conversation. I don't want to hear somebody talk for five minutes about stuff that isn't relevant. Absolutely. I I I, I need, if I could get rid of some of that, then I have no problems with the debate. But the comments that we hear so many times are that are not as and it's all it's all stuff that in some cases, you know, it depends on, on your perspective, but a lot of it isn't relevant. And we must, we've got to keep some of that down to a large degree in order to do the things that we really want to do. Agreed 100%. There's so, no question that, that during the debate, during the convention proper, that there were people who raised their hand and what they wanted to tell us was they were going to vote yes or no. There was no discussion right. in their presentation right. of Correct. why we should vote yes or no, except they wanted to be on record verbally as that. I don't know how a chair can control that situation from happening. No. I think it's, it's nigh unto impossible without, in fact, getting people's ire up because they would be interrupting the speaker. 
I think having the doing it twice a year and writing, as Jeff's pointed out, writing a writing pros and cons might be a very, very good solution because it would it would um, allow for greater understanding of the of the whole matter. I think those two things together might really be um, lend itself to shortening the process. There was another solution that also was uh, brought forward, where if you felt strongly about a resolution, let's say pro or against, uh, that you could offer to sign up to speak like you do at public hearings. That might help with the level of discussion. That's a, they do that in against. meetings. That's very true. Yeah, they do right. that in like when you go to a, a community, right. a, a commissioner's meeting or something like that. You have you to sign something up. To sign. You've got something to sign. Yes, you have to sign up. Than, yeah, and, and I'm wondering if that might be a way we could try to get more education. That, that, education that and staunch the, staunch the stage, you know. You have um, so, Dan Spoon with his hand up. Almost, oh, almost. Okay. Almost. So, okay. As as the last person in the inner circle, I'm I'm going to shove my two cents in, um, and and I I think doing resolutions twice a year uh, is a great idea. I think that, um, at least from my perspective, anyway, um, what we ought to do is take courage into our hands and say that the resolutions process is the end of the game. What what we did this year was was to make the, the the resolutions process only part of the game. If if we determined that that anybody who didn't participate in the resolutions committee and didn't vote in a final way there had essentially given up their right to participate in the resolutions process because it's it's their choice, um, essentially didn't deserve to be heard. Um, I am also going to take a contrary position. I don't like the idea of writing down pros and cons because I think it's an awfully subjective exercise. And I, and, and I think it's going to end up creating, uh, creating more controversy when it, than, than, than it's worth by, by inviting people to object to the, to, to the arguments on, on either side. And maybe it's not so, so much pros and cons as it is being doing a better job of of putting um, putting maybe, the resolution into succinct a resolution terms. summary. I could deal with right, you know, like the ones we put in the Braille forum, or yeah. or just a discussion of the of of the uh, of the resolve clauses. I could deal with, but yeah. but to try to do arguments pro and con, it seems to me is a very slippery yeah. slope. So, yeah. Paul, with respect to your first point, and, and I'd like to yeah. get a comment in at some point too. A, yeah. a possible compromise on your first point would be that you still have the basic debate before the body, but like many uh, organizations do, it's strictly an up or down vote. You cannot propose amendments once the committee has sent something to the floor and that's another that's way of, of slowing I mean, things down or I, mean, I would I, I would be perfectly content with that because i think people had a chance during the resolutions process to do to to, to raise whatever issues they had to amend to their heart's content to persuade the committee to make changes and 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 and, and i frankly think that that it would be perfectly okay not to allow any amendments on the floor whatsoever. Thank you very much. You get friendly ones, Paul. Paul has uh, yeah, been. Ray. 
Yeah, one, I just one one other thing about resolutions has not really been discussed, and I don't know how to do this, but is if if we have a resolution on a given subject, why do we need to accept a new? How many resolutions on web accessibility do we need to have? If it's if if they're not significantly different than what we already have on the books, that that's... I, I think the committee does a good job, Ray. In in my opinion, of throwing resolutions out that are repetitive, don't you? Okay. Ray, don't you, Jeff? Um, we do okay, but I I have a, a counter argument to you, Ray, and I think the resolute outside of like the community and things like that resolutions are one of the few opportunities that the rank and file members have to impact the policy of this organization yep. damn right good, good point i, good I point. really have a problem very with good, point. Yeah. good point good but point if it's already being worked on by acb why do i have to have a me too resolution yeah patrick did you want to make another point before i open it to dan uh no i will no i'm good paul thank you very good. Um, Mr. Spoon. Mr. Spoon. Hold on. We scared him away. There's um, tonight, there are two allowed to talk buttons, one before the other button and one after it. So you have to guess which one's the, it's, uh, which one's I, the real I button? I think I'm, am I You're unmuted. There you are, gotcha. man. Yeah. There you Hello, are. everybody. Great, great conversation. And like Rick, I'm not going to venture an opinion on whether there should be an affiliate vote or not an affiliate vote. That's not, not mine to decide <laughs> at this point, at this point in time, maybe later on in my career, but not right now. Yeah, but, but, but Dan, you could shorten your tenure as executive director. <laughs> yes, <laughs> join the 20 uh, special interest affiliates and, and be off and running. Um, but here's where I, as a person who's been involved for ACB a lot, what worries me, and, and it feels like it's all kind of tied together, and it's just where we've gotten here historically, is voting is tied to paying dues, which is tied to collecting dues and all of that logistics mm -hmm. and whether it's at a special interest level interest affiliate level a state affiliate level it feels as our society is transitioning that whole process is becoming very very difficult and i think it got exacerbated by the pandemic and what worries me is i want us to have more members i want us to have more Friends, I want more participation. I want more members of the blind and low vision community to be associated with ACB. And so, you know, are, are our current voting practices, membership due collection pra practices, are they truly complementary to increasing involvement? that's that's the question i'd like you guys to at least think about because so many things today let's face it our our dues are extremely nominal yes. they, they they truly are and so i will say from a just a pure resource standpoint we probably as a staff spend more money collecting dues than the dues we receive and organizing sure. them 
and organize. And that's just at the staff level that ACB members are, you know, are, are paying for. And I think if you went down to the volunteer level at the, at the, at the affiliate level and, and my gosh, all down to the chapter level, uh, I know, Paul, you, you could speak to this, but in Florida, we start collecting our membership dues and information six months before the deadline because it takes That's us that correct. long to gather it all. So sure does. Our, our deadline here is like five weeks away for our membership for next year, you know, and so and, and everybody I talk to at the chapter level is just frustrated as heck trying to get the information. And God, Paul, I remember back oh, 30 years ago when I was you know, a membership secretary for FCB and ACB did a study and 40% of the people that did not renew didn't know they hadn't renewed. They, yes. they truly just, they, they didn't know they weren't a member of ACB anymore, but somebody dropped the ball and didn't ask them to renew and they didn't know any better. And so is, are we kind of, we're, we get we're very internal very internally focused and, and, and rightfully we, we should be of, of how we govern our organization and all that I don't want to slight that in any way but have we put layers of of things on top of us here that really are defeating the major purpose which is getting blind and low vision people involved in our organization that that's so, yeah so Great what's question. your what's your proposal instead though Dan I, I don't know. I think, I mean, to me, one thought thing I've thought of is, you know, do you create ranges of membership and you say affiliates? I don't know. If you have 50 to 200 members, you pay this flat fee to be a, a, a member of ACB. And, and you put it at the 50 person level, but you say, grow to 200 and every new member you get in is a new member you get and you don't owe ACB another dime but you but you you're incentivized to grow membership you know to to bring new people into the to the operation and, and affiliates could even decide I, I would say at the affiliate level there'd be many affiliates that say it's not worth all the effort to collect the membership dues we even collect for for an affiliate because I know at Florida it's it's three dollars a member. I mean it's yeah, not yep. it's it's less than three percent yep. of our budget. It it truly yes. is on an but annual then basis. You're not tying that to voting at all. Then you're not tying it to voting. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe maybe does it need to be tied to voting, or it could be. Maybe you get this many votes if you're at that block. But but uh, for know. other affiliates though, Dan, dues might be a bigger percentage of their budget. So we have to think about that too. Could but be. maybe on Dan's um, plan, they get to keep that if, if he's saying you don't owe um, ACB anything else, then they get to keep the affiliate dues. They can collect it, but just for their own affiliate. At a small level, you make right. it not a an onerous thing. Maybe it's fifty dollars right. a year if you have less than a hundred members. I don't know. I just but, good thoughts, so. but but it's it's interesting to say. What what can we do to incentivize membership? You know, if, and, and I don't mean to minimize this. I don't want to compare ACB membership to me joining a you know CBS Sportsline or something. But if I want to join CBS Sportsline, I just go. I give them my basic information, and I'm now joined. And I you know, and I get 
their publications and I get their information and I get to, you know, I don't, I'm not voting, I understand, but it, it feels like, you know, are we incenting, incentivize people to join us? You know, we find a new person, we're out doing a walk in our local community and somebody comes up and says, oh, I've got a, a sister who's blind. How do I get involved? And it's so hard to get that person from that point to writing a check for $12 to join our organization and somehow right. getting it mailed to the right person and processed and all that. And I think we lose 75% of our potential members just through that whole process. That's, you know, it's anecdotal, but. So, yeah. so, in, but in terms of the voting task force, Dan, mm-hmm. um, what, what, what would you say to them about membership? Well, I think, um, uh, again, um, I, I think to me, I, I'm not so hung up on whether we have an affiliate vote or don't have an affiliate right. vote. Right. I, I, it takes a little bit of time. I, I do understand all of the value of being represented. Hey, when I first got involved at the national level, the coolest thing I got to participate in was the roll call. It's just, yep, exactly. it's cool. It's yep. fun. It's exciting. It provides a, a sense of belonging, of representing your particular affiliate. It's cool. It's, it's good stuff. Um, it is. But, but it comes with so much logistics right now to, to make yes. it happen. So that's, if uh, again, just a wild thought. But if you could create ranges that would incentivize people and say, if you're at this range, you get this many votes and and as you grow then you then you then you go to the next plateau i i don't know um or or you could even say if you get members you get votes on how many members but you still pay at this range somehow to get it disconnected from um we have affiliates honest to god and you all know this when they get new members after March 15th, and especially after the record date for voting, they right. don't let they don't let the national organization know because they don't want to have to remit the five dollars for those yep. new members in July and August and September. So yep. they wait literally nine months to let anybody know that they're part uh, they're, that they're a new member. So for nine mm-hmm. months, that person's not getting a Braille forum. They're not getting constant contact emails. Yep. They're not getting yep. included in anything. And yet, in many cases, they've even paid their dues. It's, they've just and, been and held. Then, and then we wonder why, why, why they don't join next year. Why they get disenfranchised. <laughs> so are we, yeah. are, we, are we incentivizing the right behavior? It's just, yeah. you know, and I don't... Yeah. I don't really know the answer but i i as we've all said we see our membership continuing to decline each year and that that is the really big thing that worries me and i'll throw one more thing out paul and that was back when we had our affiliate vote in person only at the convention and you 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 and i were both there most of those years yes we yes. Florida would have 25 votes, and honest to God, by the time we'd get halfway through the resolutions on Thursday, there would be five of us in the Florida delegation. Yeah, that's so correct. literally, and, and- each of the five of us got five votes for whatever was yep. passed because that yep. was the only people out of seven, eight hundred people in our affiliate that got the vote were the five of us that were sitting at the table. 
but but we yeah. but we did find a way to make it a secret ballot. We did make it a secret <laughs> ballot. That is true. But but that didn't that didn't feel fair either. No, <laughs> it so was. It probably. I think wasn't. we've improved. I think we've yeah. improved. But yeah. yeah. But how do we how do we encourage people? to become members and get involved. That's, that's, I, yep. I think it's all tied together. Yeah. I'm going to Mr. throw Dan, in thank a word you for your here. Call. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Brian. And that is the word poll tax. Drawing this back to a question about voting and the like is requiring an entity to pay dues in order to vote really a variation of a poll tax. Uh, I think it's a it's an interesting question. I have to say that um, we have other problems. Like, uh, gee, uh, John Smith is a member. Do we know that he's actually blind? That he has this ability to vote? Uh, we don't do any or require anything much more than a name and an address at this point. So. Well, we, uh, we 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 require some indication of what their visual acuity is. No, we ask. Yes, absolutely, we ask yeah. the question, but yeah. we have no way to validate that answer we any just, more than you and I also know that affiliates give their last year's list this year sure. without checking it. Yeah, dead dead um, people are voting in ACB, <laughs> at least on the affiliate level. I think that's probably true. Uh, voter task force comments on dance. Yeah, comments? I think this is this is largely a conversation that is way beyond our pay grade as the voters task right. force. But it is clearly right. going to have the outcome of this conversation will have a tremendous impact on the organization and, and its future. There is no question about it. Absolutely. And, Absolutely not. And I think what Dan is saying is, in, in some ways, we want to simplify what we're doing and how we're doing it, which is really the point of the questions that we're asking on the voting task force. Well, and I guess the, I, I, I guess my question is, are are they are they issues that are conjoined at the hip, or are they not? I'm I'm not sure of the answer. I don't think that they are. I think membership and voting are. You know, you have to you have to simplify both, make it easy uh, for people yeah, to I, vote. Uh, I, I think Dan the, would argue. I think Dan would argue that they are. Um, I think because, they are to some degree, yeah. but I don't think we can handle that portion of the argument very well at this point in time. Right. I think yeah, that's so a, the logistics votes, yeah. of, of what Dan is you know talking about are so major. Is to be really yeah. beyond. Oh, yes. Not not that the, not that the discussion shouldn't be happening because it should. In fact, far yeah. too frequently, what has happened in the past is that the leadership sort of tries to impose something on the rank and file, and as part of the leadership, I'm talking about me. Um, before we have these kinds of discussions, and I think it really speaks highly that we are beginning to focus on all of these different types of issues now um, so that the membership can help to drive our culture uh, into the future. So let's try to get let's try to get two or three two or three hands on the questions of resolutions if we can, Miss Marianne. 
Okay. We have Karen. Karen, Karen. Campbell. Miss Karen. Oh, one second. The mystery button. There you go, Karen. Miss Karen. You have the power to unmute, Karen. There we go. There you go. There yep, you go. you're good. Okay. My comment has to do with resolutions and the request of, of a record vote. There were times yep. this summer when it, it was clear how the resolution was going to go. Either it was going to pass or it wasn't going to pass. But there were people who... There were 25 people who requested a record vote anyway. Yeah. And the record vote didn't change the outcome. No, so I, I think, agree uh, with you, Karen. Raising that limit would, uh, or and limiting how that could be used. Um, well, would, be, would be, be sure be sure to join idea. us on our second on our second program, Karen, because yeah. you'll get a chance to make that point again. Yes. Yes. Bye. <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, what about resolutions, Ms. Karen? Anything else? I think splitting splitting them up is potentially a good a good idea. Um, How about the pros and cons? Um, I'm not sh sure. I can see where it would be of value, but I can see where people would think it would be subjective as well. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Karen, thank you so much. You're welcome. Miss mm -hmm. Marianne. Diane Scalzi. Hello. Oh boy, Hello, I, I was actually raising my hand to to uh, comment on the affiliate vote, but I I can just say that everything. It seems to me like everything about the way we do things is is too complicated, and I I haven't been a member of ACB that long, but all this stuff just fries my brain. <laughs> and um so i i really would 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 just like to i i would like to see us maybe do away with the affiliate vote it just yeah. seems to complicate things too much and take up too much time and uh, as far as resolutions maybe splitting them up would be a good idea because um there was an awful lot of brain frying going on um during the convention yeah. at least as far as i was concerned I, I think we can i think we can fix some of that brain frying without necessarily splitting them up but i think i think your point is well taken thank you miss diane you're welcome yeah and your, miss your, marianne your last hand for is gene man yep so um can you hear me yep yes okay so um i i was sitting there wondering how we used to get through 45 resolutions at conventions and i don't i don't know maybe we didn't know what we were talking about so we just went along with it i don't know but um it seems that since we do things virtually now people just think they can raise their hand and uh, last year it was like the same people over and over and over and yeah. you're right about that and i and i and i wanted i got to the point where <laughs> luckily i was muted because i was saying will you please just shut up and listen because some of them yeah. were people that hadn't been around that long and they really didn't know what they were talking about. They really didn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how yep. you get around that. Um, as far as splitting them up over the year, 
I don't really have a feeling one way or the other. I'm, I, I, I hesitate to have all these meetings. I, I'm just not sure how much participation you're going to get, but okay. maybe you will. I guess those of us that are really concerned will be there. Very so, good. Thank you, Ms. Sheen. Yep. Have uh, a good one, Ms. everybody. Marianne? You're Ms. clear for now. So I want okay. to toss in one other aspect of this two sessions Brian. for resolutions, and that is the cost of doing so. Uh, the whole way that democracy now that? charges us for things is based on how often they have to set up and tear down, as well as how many questions are on the ballot and what kind of turnaround time they require to do that. Um, so to me, uh, the other thing that could complicate it, and I, I still like the idea, but I think that that needs to be considered as much as anything else. Uh, that is, so you become a member. I mean, there's very specific timelines for becoming a member in a given year. And if somebody joins after that date, but before the next resolutions call up, are they allowed to vote? A good point. Another point to think about. And the cost is certainly a good point. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think that we've managed to get through um, two and a half questions. <laughs> out of, uh, As is our want. Out of 11. <laughs> and, and, and so it seems to me um, that while the iron is hot, we ought to think about inviting these guys to come back again. Um, we have already promised everyone, and we hope that, that all of you guys who are part of the Voter Task Force will join us next week, when we're going to talk about fear, uh, because it's Halloween. Um, and, and we thought it would be interesting to try to explore the kinds of things that people who are blind are scared of. What's the impact of horror movies on blind people? And uh, a whole bunch of other issues that, that we think may operate around Halloween. But we wonder if you, might, if you guys might consider, or at least some of you, joining us the week after that. So the, the first show in November which would be on the 7th. I'd be available so, for that. Yep, good. I probably would. Good. I you guys got nothing it. better to do on a Tuesday night than to spend <laughs> it with right. us anyway. I mean, so it's so like, everyone yeah. who's listening, um, <laughs> this, this discussion of, uh, of the Voter Task Force will continue on the 7th of November. And uh, next week, if you're not afraid... Join us for the Halloween edition <laughs> of Tuesday Topics. Miss <laughs> um, Connie, as the, as the spokesperson for the Voter Task Force, you have 30 seconds. Well, I just want to thank everyone. I think we had a great audience and great comments. So um, I'm glad that we've had so many people come. So hopefully in, on the 7th, we'll have a lot more. So thank you. I think that's, I think that's probably right. I'd like to thank the Inner Circle the Voter Task Force, and our audience for, for being wonderful participants in exploring issues that will determine over the next few years what our organization looks like, how it functions, and how decisions get made. Uh, I think we have the ability to make our organization better if we're prepared to take the time and trouble to explore carefully, as the Voter Task Force is now, the efforts 
that are available for us in, in order to improve things. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for your participation, and I'd like to say good night. <laughs>